Welcome to the Flicky Podcast, where even good films get bad reviews. Uh, this is our first episode in how long, John? Almost a month? Uh, that we've, <coughs> excuse me, that we've actually recorded, yeah. yeah. I think about a month. Almost a month. How was your honeymoon? Uh, great. Switzerland is expensive. Yeah, man. Like New York <laughs> City expensive. How, how was the land of the Swiss, though? Like, uh, just... It was nice. nice. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice. I think I liked Lucerne the most of everywhere really? I went. <laughs> the place I told you to spend the day yeah. in. Yeah. Well, a day is really all you need, but I just yeah. love the history of it. I liked the guilds, the paintings, the bridge. Oh, it's very nice. I just wouldn't be able to spend three days there again. No, I don't know what I would do in three days. The food, We had yeah. lunch at like a classic Swiss place. It was really good. Okay. Um, it's just we traveled a lot. It wasn't relax. We thought we were going to relax in Greece for the wedding, yeah. and we didn't at all. So you need a vacation from the vacation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I uh, so understand. like we thought Greece is going to be a relaxing vacation. No, no. And then Switzerland, we're gonna we'll do the traveling. So we just that's okay though. We yeah. we you know we'll, we probably won't go back. Uh, yeah. Be, just because not because there's anything wrong with Switzerland, but because so many other places exactly. we want to see, and I don't know if we'll ever make it back. If I loved yeah. skiing. I would go to like back to Zermatt. You know what I mean? Uh, what was in a uh, sense of woman? Stad. Uh, what's that line? I don't know that. Uh, when uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's <laughs> character is talking to Chris O'Donnell. Oh, we're, and they're going. We're skiing Stad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it was it was really nice. They really take care of you there. Nice people. Yeah, they are very nice people. It's just expensive as fuck. When I mean, when you're throwing forty dollars at a hamburger. Yeah, well, I was about to say the cheapest burgers we found. We found some random place the first night. Nice place, little small burger joint. It was thirty dollars, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so expensive!" It's and wild. that was the cheapest burger I found. Yeah, most yeah. of them are forty and up. I can't imagine spending re- re- like money on real food there. It must yeah. Be, well, like, we were in the grocery stores now and again, just getting like drinks and stuff, and yeah. I I noticed that the prices in the grocery stores were fine. Okay. From what I saw, like okay. the snacks and shit and, and drinks and stuff. And even that was normal, normal prices. OK, so maybe the groceries. But, you know, the tour guide in Lucerne was saying, like, you know, the average salary in Switzerland is like eighty five thousand. <laughs> so, you <laughs> know, you got nice. two people pulling in that money and yep. renting. And obviously the taxes are really high. So that's going to affect the price of restaurants and stuff. Yeah. Um, but nice. I I, uh, I recommend it. OK, I would encourage you to go if you're ever thinking about trying out Switzerland. John approved. Yeah, John Cruz. Um, there was also just a lot of movie news that we we can't even get into all. Of yeah, that. Uh, I mean, people died. Movies aren't being released. Oh my God, uh, the Batgirl thing, the Batgirl dude. Batgirl thing is a debacle for Warner. Bros. That is, I mean, so clearly. So let's talk about the Batgirl thing. And again, this is fun because we are talking about uh, we're doing Top Gun and, Maverick and today. Ho- yes, right. Uh, so we're doing new me, movies. Yes, we're doing Top Gun Maverick. And honestly, Top and Gun also Maverick because it's corporate as shit. So not only that, it's fitting into the the cultural zeitgeist. Uh, Top Gun Maverick obviously fits right in there because it's yeah. making a ton of money and oh, it's yeah. made more than Jurassic World now. I think. Really? I mean, it's Tom Cruise's highest grossing film. And the guy has been in blockbuster after blockbuster. For 40 years. For 40 years. (laughs) Um, It's, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying, and we're obviously going to get into this, Mm -hmm. but, you know, an antidote to the more uh, socially inclined, woke culture. You know, this is is sort of the uh, story around it. It But also, just on a more... uh, uh, cinematic level also an answer to the the overload what people see as the overload of comic book films like yeah, every action and, film is a comic book movie CGI. Yeah. and and cgi correct and special effects so there's a lot going on there mm-hmm. uh but yeah so batgirl which was 
uh, is done in filming, is in post. Costs $100 million to make. Yeah. They say $70 million, but supposedly, like, insiders are like, nah, it's, it's really like $100 Right. Million. Well, they always, they, they actually undershoot the budgets now. Yeah. Uh, so let's say a hundred cool hundred million was in post production. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they have to spend money on marketing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, at some point along the way, they're going, "This is gonna bomb." They're seeing the writing on the wall, and now they're just gonna turn it into some tax write off scam bullshit and yep. just recoup whatever losses they can. Right? Yep. That's what's going on. Right? That is what's going on. They're not even putting it on HBO Max. Yeah, as like a streaming movie because they probably can't do the write off if they do. Probably they're gonna make it's less money, and they but can this get back. The, I, I'm going to complain not about the – I'm not going to complain totally much about the shelving of a movie. But, like, there's two things that I have a problem, though. It's – I have a problem that, like, since the um, Discovery and Warner merger, we mm-hmm. have these executives who know nothing about film, knew nothing about television. Yeah. Nothing about any of these things. They're just finance bros and let's, – let's uh, be inclusive uh, – finance sisses. Right. And it's like they're making all these decisions, and HBO Max is the best streaming service, I think, by far. Right now, for sure. And they are already trying to ruin it because they need to make more money because of the merger. So they're squeezing. Oh, is that what's happening? Yeah. So they've taken titles away from HBO Max already. They started doing that. <laughs> they're not doing the. But that, I mean, to be fair, just sorry to interrupt, but that, yeah. that does happen in these streaming services. So what happens a lot with these streaming services is when they first open, yeah. they make sure to get all these big fucking properties uh, yes. and they inundate you to get you in, right? It's the, it's the big yes. reveal. So like when Peacock first came out, they had all the Harry Potter films. Yeah. You knew, if you know streaming services, they weren't going to hold on to that forever. They had well, it and that, on a the, temporary amount of time. But get, they all, that was also viewers. that also had to do though because HBO, uh, well Warner owns Harry Potter. So sure, that had, that had but, to do but the but the point being, yes, they gave it to Peacock and then yes. they took it away. Correct. And you, if you know how streaming services work, you knew eventually it would go away. Yeah. They were trying to entice people and attract uh, a whole, you know, their but their early subscribers. What Discovery's trying to do is they're trying to make HBO Max and Discovery Plus into like one whole bundle thing. Oh my god! Next yeah. year, and that's what they're doing. That's what they're trying to so do. So they're just going to go down the same rabbit hole that's making every other streaming service suffer that's been around. Yeah. They're taking away, uh, like, the movie, like, uh, going onto the streaming service after 45 to 60 days. They're not going to do that anymore. Uh, so this just sounds like the worst aspects of corporate capitalism where they're looking down the line and we just need infinite growth. We just have to fuck up a good thing because we need to constantly grow How up are they in, into cons- infinity. They have 90 I mean, uh, is million subscribers, I think. <laughs> that's a lot they have a shit ton of subscribers yeah. it's a it is an all-around success story it's a huge success hbo max so let's fuck it but up the, here's just the, like how netflix is fucking up netflix well here's the thing dude that's this is this is nuts. what i believe this is like this is the curse of middle management where they say like i, I forgot the statistic i don't know how they draw this but like 70 percent of companies mm-hmm. are ruined by bad middle management oh yeah this is the internal decisions i'm completely making this up but i bet this is true this is completely the internal decisions of middle managers and executives who are trying to make their name for themselves within a company and get their bonuses yes well not just get their bonuses but get noticed get promoted yeah. move forward in their career just for the you know the existential fulfillment or whatever yeah. you're not just going to sit around and let the wheels turn mm-hmm. and just collect a paycheck because at some point you got to think, well, why do they need me? They don't need me to do anything. Yeah. This is a well-run oiled machine. So you have these people inside who are trying to figure out ways to do something. Yeah. 
and you lead with these bad ideas because the good idea is to do nothing. Yeah. Or at least, you know, stay the course and, and build small. Yeah. Um, but with like, this whole Batgirl thing, like on a micro level, I probably probably agree with the decision. Uh, like, but, it, yeah. But, but on the macro level, I think it's an, a big issue where just like these corporate assholes who do not know the business. And it just started and it started when conglomerate, conglomerates started buying these movie studios. They don't know anything about this stuff. Right. And they just see and it they're as clearly, bottom line shit. Clearly, they're not tapped into uh, what the people want. They're not no. tapped into the culture of cinema it's and like entertainment Netflix, right now. It's like when now. Netflix said, the, I, we're not gonna be, the reason why Netflix is not doing good is because we're not doing vanity projects like The Irishman. No, that's not why Netflix is doing bad. No. That's why people want, went to Netflix and wanted to see it. It's because you're making uh, 500 million different versions of The Gray Man. Yeah, exactly. You uh, you have a thousand shows about garbage that no one likes. The Irishman. The only reason they're saying that shit in retrospect because it cost two hundred million dollars. Well, not just that. It would people didn't love the film. It was a three hour long film about eighty year olds. So like people yeah. didn't take to it. But that but the thing is the hype around Martin Scorsese doing a new movie about Jimmy Hoffa, starring Pacino, Pesci, and De Niro. Everybody was about that, and if it was a great film, yeah. it would have been a smash success. I mean, I wound up liking it over time. I, yeah, I but understand. You, but, it's uh, not a bad film. I, I, I'm not going to watch it because it's three fucking hours. I understand. Yeah, it's four hours. Four, oh, under, you're right. I understand what you're saying, though. Like, Do you know that, what I mean? People, that's an artistic risk. People, yeah, that's people wanting want to see what David Fincher is doing on Netflix. That's right. What, you know, like, I'm not saying you're only an art house because that won't work either. We, that's been proven. No, you need both. Yeah, like, you need sure. both. But let's ha- how about I love action films. why can't they make good action films? They've right. only made bad action films. Well, like even Batgirl, <laughs> they're basing it off the TV show, which was also garbage. Yeah. So like no they, one watched it. They even had a template for what not to do, and it sounds like they yeah. just went and did it anyway. Yeah. And then they figured out too late, holy shit, this movie sucks. What were we thinking when that should have never gotten to that? I understand bad movies are going to be made no matter what you do. Yeah. And the, the but, another problem is, listen, they didn't organize their DC comic universe anywhere near as good as Marvel. Say what you want about Marvel and the cookie cutter stuff about their movies. There's oh, plans. Sure. It's organized oh, as sure. shit. Yeah. With Warner did with DC, it's all scatter shots. All doesn't none of it really makes sense if you really think about it. And no. you know, then you wound up with shit like Batgirl. Yeah, but also part of why it worked with Marvel is because. It kind of they slowly were able to build the Marvel universe, yeah. as opposed to DC, where they felt like they were playing from Catch behind. Yeah. Exactly, so yeah. they were just throwing shit at the screen. Yeah, I mean the best thing they probably have going from that. I haven't watched the shows, but the CW universe for the most part has a lot of popular shows. At least it's probably not good television. For what it is, yeah. Arrow, Flash, uh, Teen uh, the Titans, right? Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Uh, you know. They had a they, their television was going pretty okay, yeah. At least popularity wise, so that they had going for it. But, but yeah, otherwise they were just playing catch up, and it was already a corporate conglomerate machine when it started, as opposed to Marvel yeah. that started small and started with actually more uh, singular artistic minds like Kevin Feige and the directors he hired. Yeah, um, I agree. So the cor- the corporate machine didn't get involved till later until they yeah. when they realized, holy shit, this is yeah. juggernaut. Yeah, now right? we're just. So it's just, yeah. So DC just never, they almost never really had a chance, I feel like. No, and they just keep um, making it. And they've also Yeah, and they try, they sort of tried <laughs> to do it when when they made, took their shot is when they gave Zack Snyder all the power in the world. And they're like, you figure yeah, it out. That's not the guy to do and that. And that's not the guy. No, that's Sorry. definitely not the guy. 
Yeah. He ain't the guy, no. as they say. And that's been shown. And I mean, proven. I feel bad before we go into Top Gun, though. I do feel bad, though, for the people who made Batgirl, though, oh, because that sure. sucks. That sucks. You know, hopefully they get another shot to direct another movie to start. Yeah, because this can hurt your career, too, it, man. Uh, releasing the movie could have hurt their career, too. So we don't. That's the it's thing. True. We don't know. That's true. Either, that's true. Or, either or. What I'm hoping maybe it's, is that maybe they're better off. Ho- hopefully you're better off not releasing it. And then you get another opportunity because they fucked up. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I mean, you know, the same thing happened to the Scooby Doo movie. They did the same shit. Oh God, the Scooby Doo movie coming out, they're shelving it. Oh really? Yeah, same exact thing. They, I didn't even know they were making. I, I read that. Is in it the with Freddie Prince? No, no, it's it was animated. Oh, oh God. And that was done too. Apparently, I didn't read too much into it, but it, the same day I found out about Batgirl, they announced the same thing with uh, the Scooby Doo movie. Oh, I didn't. They're I didn't scrapping it. I didn't know they. So they this is just that. something they can do now. I, yeah. They, they could just write off. <laughs> yeah. Mega budget fucking movies and yeah. I, I, yeah. I didn't know you could do that so is it even a risk to make films anymore uh if you can write it off you... in totality no what's the no i right. guess not uh um but yeah that's uh that's it i guess on the small news well we just went talked about yeah. it for like 15 minutes but um that's okay it's important i feel like it's a good uh, it's a good lead up it's a good lead up into gun. this week's movie which is top gun maverick, maverick. What do you want to start with, John? Well, listen, let's let's give a quick overview over what this film is and what it seemed to do right. It was yes. just a very well-made, well-crafted, yep. technically, I even think writing-wise, it's a pretty standard, uh, conventional, straightforward story. We have a sequel that's better than the original. It is better than the original. It is better than the original for sure in yeah. pretty much every aspect. I mean, yeah. part of it is just the uh, the technological advances in mm-hmm. both uh, military technology and the story is also just and better. in cinematic te- technology and the story. Yes, uh, and it just it just hits all the beats. It's got it's. It, it does everything Top Gun did better. I mean, that's it's part of why it's, it was mm-hmm. better, I feel like. It took all the best elements of Top Gun mm-hmm. and um, just made them more... Uh, I mean, improved them is the word, but but I mean more specifically, um, uh, just really tightened yeah, the story. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like another Tom Cruise vehicle. The, uh, the later Mission Impossible movies are a lot better than the originals. Yeah. They, he, it's almost like Fallout. He, the last he produces this shit. It's almost like he went up to the writers and directors, whoever he's, all the people he worked with. He's like, "This is what works. This is what doesn't work. Let's do what works, and let's make yeah. good movies." Yeah, for sure. And, and he hired the right people and got the right team around him. Exactly. I mean, the Mission Possible movies, Mission Possible Fallout's the best one out of all of them. That's yeah. actually that when we when people look since back, Mission Impossible Four, it's been great. Yes. But and Fallout is amazing. That's Fallout's one of the best action movies I've seen in years. I. Uh, did you see the trailer for Dead uh, Dead Reckoning? Yeah, they had it in Bro. Top Gun Maverick. Bro. I'm I'm jacked up. I am, I am. I'm, I'm going. Key, I shit my pants fan. watching that. I was yeah. like, I can't wait for this movie to come out. Yeah, if people haven't watched the Mission Impossible movies. That franchise is it's, is excellent. It has eclipsed James Bond. The last yeah. few movies have have eclipsed James Bond. You think so? Yeah. Uh, not in popularity was. I'm talking no, about no, actual movie. Like you can't tell me. Uh, spec. I love. I actually really liked No Time to Die, but it's yeah. nowhere near as good as the last few Mission Impossible movies. Then you have Spectre, which is a fucking shit show, and Quantum right. of Solace sucked. Well, Fallout. I, I haven't actually seen the Sean Connery Bond films. I was never a big Bond 
kid. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm just talking until... about the latest Daniel Craig ones. Oh, I'm oh. just talking about. Oh, there's no comparison. No, Casino Royale and and Skyfall are fantastic movies. Those are on the level, but the other yeah. movies are lacking. Compared for sure. So. Um, but yeah, that whole Mission Impossible series, the only bad one is the second one, which is which I, is a terrible film. Okay, so when you were gone, I watched Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible uh, along with a bunch of other movies on Netflix. And it's been a while since I saw the first one. Yeah. And I hated, <clears throat> didn't like it as a kid because I thought it was boring as shit. I watched it. It's an adult movie. It's really entertaining. It's good. It's yeah. got a lot of thoughts. I still refuse to watch the second one. I will never watch it. I movie. remember that. That movie is boring as shit. I just remember it being almost unwatchable. It it's actually kind of amazing that. It made John Tom... Woo into a boring director. Yeah. I don't even know how that's possible, but um, they did it. Tom Cruise uh, really, uh, really came from behind and made a comeback with that series after well, that second one. I, I, to I, I told somebody the other day, I'm like, who would have ever thought that a franchise would find its footing during the fourth film? Yeah. <laughs> you don't get one, that opportunity. Dude, a lot of people don't like the third one. I like the third one. I it's, thought it was a good film. It's fine for what it is. It's yeah. fun. Fun uh, movie. I'm also a giant Philip Seymour yeah. Hoffman fan. I thought he was a great villain in that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but after that, it was just off to the races. Yeah. I mean, the dude, it just took off. I, I mean, also just I was how it's awe. made. Yeah. I mean, how they're made are they're excellently made movies, just like Top Gun Maverick. Well craft, and again, really well crafted. Uh, and this is Cruz's style, obviously at this point. As little CGI as possible, mm -hmm. as many real set pieces as possible, as much into him running <laughs> as possible, but like even just true interaction with the environment in which they they like they use they use th this is so this is a criticism that's levied against the uh, Marvel movies and superhero movies in general now with all the CGI. Yeah, and I agree fully with it. Is part of why these fight scenes. And things are boring is because it's just a lot of times it's just actors on a soundstage. Yeah, and, and a video and game. In a video game, right? So they're yeah. not. At, it, it, there's not this live dynamic interaction with the world around them because the world and them are detached. I mean, quite literally, That's, right? And the yeah. and obviously you can do things to create the illusion of that, but for a lot of them, it's clear they're not. They're just not interacting with the environment. No, I mean, and that's what Tom Cruise. That's what works almost, with the Batman movies because right. If, feels like batman's beating the shit out of exactly right it, wor it works which is part of why it's easier to make a batman film than a Correct. superman film yeah um but i mean tom cruise almost uh, philosophically is completely against that and that is yeah. in full display yeah uh especially in this movie with maverick i mean let's let's talk about the weirdest part which I'm, I'm, i assume is that every single showing is when tom cruise speaks okay i want to talk about this uh, Before. This is how you know Tom Cruise is, is a egomaniac, not, not only, but a swinging dick last of the movie stars. Yeah, because he is he is a last of the Mohican because there is nobody who can do this. I mean, I was other than say, him, that motherfucker just who does else, what he who wants. Else man. Can, who else can we say would open their movie with this? Be like, hey, guys. I'm very excited to do this. We did this for you. We used real shit. We used real jets. Yeah. We did real shit. Yeah. Enjoy, Enjoy the, the show. film. Yo, I'm but, telling you, that guy literally put his dick on a scale in front of me. And, I'm, and right. I just sat there and I was watching it, dumbfounded that I was watching this because I've never seen anything like that before. And then I was just like, you know what? Good for you, man. Yeah. Good well, like, but just you. how did that go where Tom Cruise is just like, you're, uh, you're going to film me. I'm going to introduce <laughs> yeah. the movie. And we're going to put it but before the film in every single theater. Like, that's part of the movie now. Yeah. And you know that everyone was just like, okay. Okay, Mr. Curse. Okay, Mr. Curse. Yep. Oh, Let's absolutely. 
Absolutely. You got it, buddy. Whatever you want. There was nobody telling him no. No. I mean, to be fair to Cruz, like we say, I mean, last of the movie stars for sure, but he is more than a movie star, right? I mean, he's a producer. I mean, this guy is a legitimate producer. He's a big time producer at this point. He makes makes all his shit. I mean, he is the, these are the brain children of Tom Cruise in a lot of ways. Um, I, I, in a way, he's kind of, it's very George Lucas-like, where I have the big idea you guys fill it in and and right. make it better. Yeah. These are my big ideas. How do we do this? Put this yeah. on screen. Old school. How Lucas. do we make a co- exactly? How do we make a coherent story out of this big idea? Yes. And you know, there's something to be said about that. So. I want a Top Gun film where I go back to Top Gun, mm-hmm. and I'm with <laughs> Goose's son. Yeah. Go. Okay. And okay, we Mr. want Cruz. real. We want real planes. Yes. Little special effects as possible. Mm-hmm. Real fighter pilots, yep. uh, real stunts. It's like Christopher Nolan. Uh, yeah, it's a exactly. Christopher Nolan film. Um, and and yeah, they and they got out of the party. Got Christopher McQuarrie and a few other people to his write buddy. It. his buddy and uh, his uh, his partner in crime when it comes to the Mission Impossible films. Christopher and, McQuarrie, and he did Valkyrie. Uh, oh, he did. I think that's oh, how he, they met. Really? I don't think. Uh, I don't think he, he co-wrote. Wrote, he wrote Valkyrie. Yeah, because Brian. Think... So if people don't know, Valkyrie is the World War Two. Yeah. Hitler movie assassination uh, plot assassination movie. plot and it was directed by the uh, the uh, incorrigible Brian Singer because <laughs> McQuarrie's buddies with Singer yes well, and so so, so McQuarrie he, he did the right move he traded in Singer for Tom Cruise I would do the same yep. thing <laughs> yep well Singer smart guy well because McQuarrie learned how to direct and he can also write Singer can't write no right so so if people don't know Christopher McQuarrie is a is wrote the usual suspects that was his big yep. meteoric rise so he only wrote it he was a screenwriter at first mm-hmm. um then he his first director director's credit was way the gun which like wasn't a good film he wrote it too I the james Bond movie i enjoyed that yeah movie. you liked Benito it del toro yeah i saw that in the yes. movie theater bro did you really i saw it, with my I saw it one time when i was young it's weird but I enjoyed it. Yeah. So Chris McCoy, very good writer. I mean, he's written some good. Uh, and now he, now he, honestly, he's a great director too. He's he's directed, he directed mm-hmm. Fallout, right? Uh, I believe so. He didn't direct this movie though. Joseph. No, no, Kaczynski? he did not. Di- yeah. So he didn't. I'm not trying to say he directed this. Film. Yeah. Um, um, I think he directed Fallout. Pretty sure. He pretty did. sure he directed. Which and so I was surprised that he didn't direct this one, uh, because he was one of the writers. But maybe is he directing Dead Reckoning? I don't know that. I think he is. Okay, then that's I think he probably is. why. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's probably why. He had to be in pose. He had to yeah. prepare and all that stuff. So Nate Spielberg. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so he wrote Usual Suspects. He actually did uh, a lot of rewrites, apparently, on the first X-Men film, working with Singer as well, He just and he didn't want to be credited. Um, highly successful. So point is, Tom Cruise got his A-team. His yes. buddies and his A-team on this project. Yeah. Um, so, yes. So, that's the weirdest part of the film. Start at the beginning. Tom Cruise. And talk about breaking. Like, Tom Cruise does have a, you could tell, a strong, obviously, respect for cinema and for the theater, theatrical experience. Mm-hmm. So, I, I was annoyed. I did have a begrudging respect for it. But then I'm also annoyed where I'm like, yeah, it's one thing if you're, like, the director mm-hmm. or you're not in the movie and you're introducing it. Mm-hmm. But now you're telling me, hi, I'm Tom Cruise. Thank you for coming to watch my film. It's great. Yeah. Uh, we're using real fighter jets, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as little special effects as possible, basically essentially flexing yeah. on all the action films that That's exist now, yeah. right, which I love. 
<laughs> and then he goes, now go watch me play uh, Maverick. Yeah. So now I've already broken the illusion before it started. Now you have to get back into the illusion, which yeah. you do. Oh, but yeah. I'm just kind of like, man, can we can we just stay with the magic? Could you have done it at the end maybe? <laughs> No, no, no. We need to see him right away. Yeah. Because no so, one's going to stay for the credits. So right, you're right, seeing me true. now. <laughs> I'm and forcing then be- you to see me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so that was uh, obviously strange. I thought it was hilarious, and I yeah. loved it. It was uh, very strange. I agree with you, 100%. <laughs> but I was just like, yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is weird, and I love it. Um, before we go into the story and how this was made, I do want to say one thing about Tom Cruise, um, about his acting, actually, in this movie. And the man is so insane. He's crazy. That so let's just put that I on com- the table. The yeah. man's insane. I have, I he's have, a nut job. He's crazy. He, I mean, and he's so intense. He's an yeah. intense human being. And I bought every second of that character on that screen because I know in real life, Tom Cruise is a nut. So this is why I. And it works. This is why I believe. And it's different than. So Ethan. What's Ethan's last name in the Mission Impossible films? Ethan something. Hunt. Ethan Hunt. Uh, was was Tom Cruise's sort of brainchild, right? That, that was his, I mean, he was yeah, given— he, want, the, he, he wanted to do that movie with Spielberg. He, the he first was, one. He was trying to do movies with Spielberg right. for years before Minority so, Report. And what okay. happened, Spielberg said he can't do it because he was working on other movies, and he wound up giving it to De Palma because he's buddies with De Palma. Okay. So point being that, like, Ethan Hunt is a super intense guy who will go, stop at nothing to— to save the world and he'll put yeah. his life on the line and all that stuff. But that makes sense. Ethan Hunt was uh, Cruz, at least over the years, if he didn't originally come up with the character, Cruz wanted this action star type role yeah. and crafted this character. Right. So the insanity of Ethan Hunt, which is reflected in Cruz, um, <laughs> it, it one feeds the other. Right. So yeah. Cruz, like, I'm going to make him like me. So, you know, but with Maverick, you know, this was when Cruz first became a movie star. So he was yeah. given this role. Yes. So I think part of why Cruz really uh, resonates with Maverick because he's like, that's me. Yeah. I just like, I, yes, I was given this role in 86, but I am this guy. I'm fucking crazy yes. too. And yes, I understand yes. everything Maverick does. Yes. And I'll fucking do like if Tom Cruise knew how to fight, be a fighter pilot, he would have been in that scene. Yeah. Tom Cruise, not not Maverick. Tom Cruise would be in that scene going Mach 10.3. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tom Cruise would have been like he was allowed. He would probably even bend the rules like Maverick to fucking do it for sure. Yeah. Difference is, Tom Cruise would have become an admiral. He would have figured out a way. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Tom Cruise. Yes. Uh, That would be the only difference I would say between him and Maverick. He'd be way above Iceman. He'd be yes. He'd be a fucking five star general or something. Yes, exactly. He'd be running the. Or he would have started. Or he would have started the new Lockheed Martin or some shit like that. Yeah. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have just settled to for the high. He would have. Yeah. figured out a way to be the to do the high while being the political animal that he is. Right, exactly. <laughs> so that would be the one the one difference. Cruz knows how to focus himself and to you know put his career on that top line trajectory because yeah. he has a vision that Maverick doesn't have. Maverick actually lacks vision really. Yes. Um I will say cuz we did Top Gun not that long ago, a couple of episodes ago. Um this is a uh it's a more mature Maverick because he is yes. older. He's almost 60. The character, I will say, the most surprising part of this Way more likable. The characterization of Maverick, they did a great job in this yes, film, he, I thought. What, it all tracks. What I found interesting is that the guy who's most like Maverick in this movie is like 
not the villain, obviously, but the quote unquote asshole. Yeah, the antagonist. There are yes. so this and this is why I like this film in Top Gun. There are antagonists, but there aren't villains. It, exactly, I, I agree with you. You know, and then the so one the two antagonists are the kid Glenn Howe who plays uh, Hitman, uh, Hangman, Hangman, sorry, Hangman, and John Hamm who plays Cyclone. Those yes. are the two, and Hangman is the antagonist to Rooster, really. Yes, and Cyclone is the antagonist to it, Tom Cruise. And it's it's cool because it's kind of subverting the original, where Rooster is a little bit more like Iceman in his and yes. how he is, and he and he we empathize with him over the asshole, which right. is more he's more like Maverick. Let's let's be honest. And I thought it was interesting how they did that, and it worked, and I I liked that actually. Um, but yeah, every scene with Tom Cruise, I completely bought him when he was fucking like grunting when they were going Mach 10 and yeah. he's in there and, and you see him with the joystick and he's going, right, he's like, I'm like, yes, this, this is correct. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is Tom Cruise. Like right. I understand this completely. I buy into it, which I said is the biggest compliment I can give to an actor, even if it's like not even great acting. Cause no one's saying this is Olivier, but right. like. I completely, 100% believe in this man right now and believe in yes. what's going on in this movie. Oh, for sure. Because Tom Cruise is fucking crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's and it works. And, and it works it completely. Works. And actually, this is one of our criticisms of the first Top Gun, which this movie just completely solves, yeah. is that Maverick is a prick in the first one. And it I didn't find him completely unlikable, to be fair. But he's – there are plenty of parts where he's unlikable. If someone were to tell me, like you did, like this guy's unlikable, I'd yeah. buy it. Yeah. Uh, in this one, Maverick is completely likable yes. with all his flaws and everything because he actually accepts them yes. while still being uh, arrogant and brash and rebellious. Yeah, and uh, he's also not – he's also not brash and rebellious towards everyone. Where right. in the original Top Gun, he's kind of just an – he kind, he's kind of a dick to everybody. To everybody he's besides, like, the only time he kind of relents besides his arc at the end yeah. is Goose. When Goose comes in and is like, yeah. listen, I'm I'm kind of scared flying with you up there. And he goes, yeah. listen, I'm not going to let you down. Exactly. That was, And it wasn't even him saying I'm wrong. Although that is him apologizing in a way. But that's the one – like, Goose was the one guy. Yes. And, again, that tracks beautifully to today to now, right? Yes. So uh, – and they kind of just fell in shit with that because it just yeah. it just happened to work really well. Yeah. I mean, even let's just talk about like there's one scene in Top Gun where Goose is with Meg Ryan, his mom. Yeah. Uh, Rooster's mom. <laughs> and uh, who they just kill. Who they kill because she didn't just, want to be in the movie. Yeah. That's <laughs> is, exact, that, is that how it went? Obviously, they well, probably they, they asked hey, never, Meg. They might have never asked. They oh, they asked Meg Ryan. If we're going to so? if we are going to trade on late boomer, early Gen Z uh, nostalgia, <laughs> they asked Meg Ryan. <laughs> Ryan to, for a cameo. If Ed Harris, if Ed Harris is going to be in this for a fucking cameo, which makes yeah. no sense, extended if you really think cam- about this. They wanted him for the trailer. That was a stunt cast. Yeah, stunt um, cast. They absolutely asked Meg Ryan. She was like, you know what? Fuck, I don't want to do it. Yeah. So Maybe, they're like, yeah, okay, could be kill right. her off. How do we? T- Mr. Tom Cruise, the producer, said, okay, Meg doesn't want to do it. Uh, how do we incorporate uh, her, uh, her death into the story? Then? Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you could be right. Uh, and but you know that one scene with him, her, and then playing the piano, and yeah. it's just his son. So it's just yeah. the one son, dude. They walked sitting into on the thing. Shit. They locked into that. They like walked we're into gonna, this story because it. Because the thing is, too, if let's say he didn't have a son, yeah, and then they add a son in this one, it's a little hokey. Yeah, because you're like, oh, she's all of a sudden pregnant. Yeah. Ex- oh, yeah. they had a kid he never talked about, Correct. but it's like, fuck, dude, he had the one kid. Yep. 
and he's, and he's a male, you can make him a fucking action fighter pilot. Yep. Bada bing, bada boom. We got Put a, a mustache on him. Yeah, and obviously that was, uh, not obviously, but I imagine that was part of the seed in Tom Cruise's mind or whoever yeah. came up with the story was like, listen, he's got a son. I could fucking well, be this mentor been, protege. This has been, I don't want to say development hell, but this has been, they've been trying to make this sequel for fuck, forever. So yeah. this must have been, they must have had so many drafts of this screenplay. Right. Of so many different stories. I don't know what made this one the the final one, but yeah, it. I think it. I agree with you. It. They talk about stepping into shit. They really did. They man. Stepped into shit, and it's golden Again, shit. They took every element, great element of the original Top Gun, and just weaved it yeah. beautifully through this film. Even the friendship between Maverick and Iceman, which makes perfect sense, and Iceman actually going on to eclipse him. Yeah. Uh, you know, in in stature and in his career, unshockingly, and ends up you find out is like his lifeline for every time Maverick fucked up. Iceman yeah. saved his ass. Also tracks. Yep, makes perfect sense. It's humbling. So this is this is the difference between him being the asshole in in the first one. He's mm-hmm. never really has to be humbled because he's got to be the best. Yeah. But in this one, Maverick is humbled constantly. Yeah. While still being an amazing fighter pilot, so the contrast. Yes. Is really interesting and it's compel. It makes compelling. And he's character. only and he's only brash against uh, people who are above him, who are holding him or the people he cares about back. That's a big thing with this movie. In, right in the first he's the, Top he's the Gun, rebel. But, but there's uh, a against, big difference. Sorry, against against the big the big guy. Yes, the rebel against the big guy. But it's all there's the big big difference between the characters. Other than you know he's the same in a lot of ways. In the first one, he's very selfish a lot. He's yeah. incredibly selfish character. In this one, he has empathy for pretty much everybody. <laughs> yeah, he cares about people. He cares about. I mean, he literally puts his life everybody. on the line for the kids. Not yet. Yeah, not, not only that, but just like it, you can feel the chemistry between him and Jennifer Connelly. Like you felt like he actually cared about Penny, cared right. about Penny's kid, even though they're not really in it that much. You still get a sense that this act, this is legitimate. Like they had a history. You yes, get that the sense. The people that he was like, I need, you guys all need, in the beginning of the movie, you guys all need these this job, so I'm going to fucking make it to Mach 10. Right, right. Like, it's a different kind it, of. It's a great character. combo, right? Because part of it is, okay, well, at, Maverick's brash and rebellious mm-hmm. and pig-headed, and he's like, we've been working on this for so long, I'm fucking getting to Mach 10. But it's all, yeah. it, it, at the same time, it's both things going on where he's like, yeah. well, no, 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 but like we did this as a team. So it's like, it, it, it's a team, it's teamwork that he agreed to do. And yeah. he didn't go run off and do it mm-hmm. and be like, fuck you guys, you're going to do it. And they're like, fuck, we have to help Maverick. Yeah. He was like, he he got them on his side. Yeah. He's like, let's just do it. And begrudgingly, they're like, fuck it. All right, let's do it. Exactly. So yeah, it, it's just, he does. And again, on the humility part, because I remember this is one of my this is one of my criticisms when we saw the trailer. Yeah. So that, we've I mean that trailer does not episode. do this movie no. justice. <laughs> so I remember when this trailer came out. I think we talked about it on another podcast. Couple times on, on the Top Gun podcast it's, probably. It's, it's that bad. trailer we were like. I remember me and you talked about like this is gonna suck. Yeah. What a it's stupid. A, it's one. Of, it's an all time bad trailer. Boomer bullshit nostalgia throwback that's gonna suck. This is gonna be yeah. the Dumb and Dumber two yep. of action movies. Uh, you don't know where to stop, Maverick. Yeah, and was like, Ooh, and, I'm, and I remember we talked about it, and I was like, really? He's still pulling this shit. Yeah. How is he not an admiral right now? Yeah. He's like, he was like the best fighter pilot in school. He didn't go on to become do big things, but they address it in the film yeah. really well, yes, and it's do. actually 
embarrassing for him. It's not like a cool thing in the movie. Like he's like, you never rose oh, no. above captain. And actually Maverick's embarrassed. He's not, he doesn't really yeah. like it. He, he realizes. He makes sure to tell you he's highly decorated, but he, yes. he feels but it's But annoyed. it's, it's the, you could see it's, he has to compensate, yeah. right? Yeah. Like he doesn't have to, the four star admiral doesn't have to talk about their decorations. No. You know, it speaks for itself. Yeah. But, you know, he says it basically as a consolation prize because, and again, they take the best part, uh, the best part of his characterization, of his brass characterization, the first one where they're like, listen, this bullshit that you pulled in the first one has consequences. Yeah. Like you kind of weren't as good a fighter pilot. Like you were born to be a fighter pilot, but you weren't born to be in the military. Almost. Because you can't it's follow almost, orders. Yeah, you, it's almost You don't like, respect the chain of command. Yeah, you're more important to you. lead. Yes, right. He has to, and that's really the crux of the movie, right? He has to learn to be a leader. Yeah, correct. That, exactly. Exactly. I agree with that 100%. Um, so we talked about Tom Cruise a little bit. Want to talk about the story? Just, you know, I don't sure. We don't, unless we, you, you tell me if we're spoiling anything. It's up to you. But um, I don't want to spoil. I mean, uh, I just, I wanted, I wanted to, I just, I did want to make this comment, though. This movie does a almost shot-for-shot remake for how the credits roll in the original Top Gun. Yeah, and I on was laughing. <laughs> they use the same music. Yeah. Well, they also they start with fucking Danger Zone, which yes. I love. So they did the dun 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 the synth shit as yeah. you see the carrier and the people. It's a shot-for-shot thing, and then all of a sudden, right when it fades to black, you just uh, uh, yeah. dun, dun, dun. and I just went. I just started laughing, and I didn't even laugh at. I didn't even laugh like at it unironically like this is bullshit. I just start laughing. I'm like, okay, I know what this movie is gonna be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of okay with it, which is so weird for me because I usually am just not. But I just I found myself smiling so much so much in this movie where I just enjoyed right. it. Uh, but I that was a little bit on the nose. Yeah, that but, was a little bit on the nose. But you know what? That be- was a little bit too much because the rest of the movie is so different. It does its own thing. It's its own film. Yeah, I find that that I'm it's able so many to forgive things to that. When he does the, uh, we takes on the Kawasaki yeah. and he starts puts on the jacket. <laughs> he starts driving. It's a shot for shot remake yeah, of him yeah. driving. I'm like, well, they can't help themselves. No, they can't. We gotta <laughs> we gotta do some nostalgia, man. We gotta do the throwbacks in a way, right? But you know, it, again, those are the pitfalls of doing that a sequel so long later, where you can, and you think that. You might think that's what it's going to be, right? This hero worship, this yeah. idolization of this now iconic kind of character and yeah. film. And they, they do avoid the pitfalls. They yes. lean into it consciously yes. with, it with is, the beginning. It is winking and nodding at the audience. And it Those works. parts, yes. yes. But it's not winking too much. No, no, no. You know what I mean? Like So like a bad example of this, that where they do it, they lean way too much into the winking and the idol worship uh, is the newest Indiana Jones, oh, right? Where like I was so disappointed. It's like I was so upset with that movie. Uh, oh, so it's a, I mean, it's a terrible film. Yeah. Uh, and it's just this constant winking, like, oh my god, it's Indiana Jones. It's so self-aware yeah, that it, oh my god, the movie didn't come out for twenty years. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, oh, he's this icon, right, audience? Yeah. And then you have uh, what's her name, Karen Allen. Uh, smiling the whole yeah. time. And every time yeah. they have an exchange, like, <laughs> right, Indy? It's like, dude, can you, can you pretend to be a person? Like, you're, it's just awful. I don't, I don't, it's like the Star Wars prequels and now sequels. I don't, I don't, I don't consider. No, Indiana no Jones one does. For canon. No, I don't know. It's not I, a good I, movie. No. It's terrible. 
Uh, yeah, and that's that's right. just that's just one of the things it does wrong. But sure, oh, but that's oh, yeah. the thing when you come out with a sequel so long later, mm-hmm. it's hard to avoid that. That's just an yeah. easy thing to fall into. You really have to be aware of like we can, we have to just follow the. We still have to tell a story. We can't turn this character into an icon in the film. Yes, because that will just completely undermine everything we're trying to do when yeah. if you're trying to tell a good story. Mm-hmm. And they do. They avoid it. They they yeah. they play with it. They're able to use his his personality traits from the first one, mm-hmm. and again create a dynamic character and an actual arc of progression off screen that we now get to experience yes. in the film. You you can sense um, the disappointment within his own personal life in the years between the two movies, right? And it, it and it works. We're not um, we're not being like sliced alone the Expendables where he's pretending to still be cool and an action star. Like the, no. there is, there is this sense of like, yeah, Maverick's actually kind of a loser. Yeah. And it's cool to be the amazing fighter pilot when you're 20. Yeah. And you're brash and you're and rebellious you no and you have no, yeah and you have no family and you're at the you're at the beginning of your career anyway. So yeah. who knows how it's going to turn out? You'll figure it out. As opposed to be 50. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you're doing all like we get it. You're an amazing fighter pilot, okay, but we're, like you're doing all the same shit. Yeah. And even that, even more than that, the film makes clear too. It's part of the theme of the film is like you're going to, like the Ed Harris scene. You're going extinct. Yeah. Like you're 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 we're grounding you, Maverick. Yeah. But like you know you're gonna be taken over by machines soon, which I don't even buy. But like yeah, whatever. The point being that like you're a relic. Yes. And you're still pulling the same shit. It's like it's like the guy pulling chicks at the bar when he's 50 and he's still bragging about it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like, Oh man, I'm like, dude, we're not 19. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I do. <laughs> and it just, it acknowledges that it's just, it does a really good job of just being like, yeah, this is, this is what a 50 year old fighter pilot who's still captain would feel like and be perceived. And, um, this is the story we're telling. We're not, we're not sure. going to try to sugarcoat it because he's an iconic character. We have to make sure the audience likes him and makes him and think he's cool because we yeah. want to sell toys or whatever. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they don't do that. Um, so what, what, what would you say this story is without really spoiling? I would, so what, what's going on in this film, just plot-wise, is that so Maverick – uh, I won't even get into the stunt casting of Ed Harris. I don't, I don't even know if I really want to talk about that because there's no point in it. But it, it, it does a great honest, job of the film. Though. Oh, it's great. Uh, yeah. I, I think that whole scene is just really to set up who Maverick is. It's just a yes. character. Beat. It has nothing to do with the plot. It has nothing to do with anything. It, it's If you really think about it, it's a little weird. But it's whatever. Yeah, because there's really no cause and effect. So basically Maverick No, takes it's just on to tell this... us who Maverick is. Yes. Still. Which I, I, I like. I mean, it oh, works. Oh, it's fine. It's but just... one doesn't lead to the other. He was going to get called to th- – I was the whole time I was thinking when's Ed Harris sh- showing up, and then when it got to the, the the climax of the film, I'm like, oh, we're not seeing Ed Harris ever again, are we? Oh, after that scene, I knew Ed Harris was done. That's crazy. I knew it was stunt casting. Oh my god! Once he's like, we're sending you, I'm like, oh shit, Ed Harris is done. I couldn't huh? believe it. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I was like, I'm like, wow, they really made it seem like he was gonna be like the adversary in that trailer. Like, yeah. Like his boss, I, the I mean, asshole I, boss. I think it was it was part of it was like a was like this sort of subtle bait and switch. I think they were trying yeah. to. Yeah. And he also kind of looks like, like the, he kind of looks like the bald headed guy in the original. Yeah, yeah, he does. He, there's similarities there. Um, so that's has nothing to do with the story. The sto- this story is about, um, so, like we said, Mavericks, you know, starting to get phased out by the military for various reasons. Yeah. So, the, so Ed Harris implies this too. I mean, basically, this this opening scene is really well executed exposition. Yeah. It's really fun. Uh, 
exposition essentially yeah. uh but you know ed harris says it too basically maverick's at the point where he's clearly not gonna move up in his career and it's kind of like a forced retirement that they so that's do. what it is so basically the, the the film is telling us like maverick should really retire he's yeah. got nowhere to go in the army anymore and it's not but, because he's not skilled it's because it's just yeah technology's changing and he's uh an asshole to he's insubordinate yeah <laughs> so. and and at this point you know you've kind of missed the boat on career advancement Correct. in the military because yeah. you're not just by virtue of being a captain at your age it's clearly you're not willing to play ball yeah and by almost by definition of how any military is formed you have to play ball yeah it's all about organization and chain of command correct so and correct. you can't do it so you're just not meant for it why don't you go away and he makes a good point. You really should retire. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. That's all we hear throughout the movie between him and John Hamm. Yeah. Retire. We don't want you around. Um, so what happens is um, he is uh, gets told to do essentially one last job. It's always the one last yes, job. Yes, the one last job. It's the, it's the Western trope. Yeah, the one last the job. Trip. The gunslinger. Uh, or the hitman trope. That's uh, yeah, a big exactly. One, modern yeah, 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 one last right. job. One last hitman job. Trope. And then I can go retire in Venice. Yeah. Um, so he... His job is uh, originally he thought he was going to be leading the team, but uh, nope. He was told that he has to pick six out of the 12 fighters from the um, old Top Gun classes. Old Top Gun classes. Recent, though. They're not, Recent. They're not, sure. they're not old guys. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, early, late 20s, early 30s types. And he it has, seems to imply that they've all graduated in the last like three years. Yeah, yeah. Right? They're, they're, yeah. And he has to choose six out of the 12 to make the best team to do this bomb mission. So he's going to be plutonium plant. He's Viper, essentially, from Top Gun. He's going to yes. be the teacher. He's an instructor. He's now the instructor. Top Gun. Uh, you know. And we found out that when, because remember, uh, Top Gun, the original, ended with him. I'm going to be an instructor at Top Gun. I want to do that. And we find out in this movie, it wasn't for him. He bombed out yeah. two months. He hated it. He hated it. He hated Which being tracks. Which tracks. <laughs> it seems about exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah. So... Uh, he has to deal with that. And uh, I have a question. When they were talking about – so what's going on is they need to bomb uh, a, a uranium. By a nondescript – Again? They Very smart. <laughs> yeah, it's very smart. Nondescript It's even country. more political these days. So, you, exactly. Yeah. And they were smart. They didn't tell you what country, what was going on. It was actually uh, more ambiguous than the first one. Oh, yeah. The first one had a red star, so you could – Really, you could have gone, I guess, Russia or China in that one, but like they did not have anything, no emblem, nothing, no. just planes and guys and goggles. And this is why I want to ask this question: when they were discussing what this mission was, and especially how it was a country that was enriching of uranium, origin enriching uranium, enriching uranium, uh, that was violating NATO treaties. What country were you thinking of when they were saying that? Russia. Oh, I was thinking I- Iran. Oh, really? I was thinking Iran. But you know what? It's in my mind now with, with what's going on with Russia's fight against Ukraine because of the yeah, NATO but this advancement. That. I know. Well, so. so that's my point. That's why I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, my, my head, my mind went Russia, but I didn't think they were implying Russia. I actually think they there's a slew of possibilities. So I was thinking, I was totally. So basically, Iran, the country of Iran trying to become a nuclear power. Yes. I the was reason why I wouldn't Middle go East. Iran is because I just don't buy that they would have uh the capability of missiles and and well-trained fighter pilots that they had by the end oh uh, we can make that up 
but I was thinking, you know what I mean? I was thinking Middle East. I was thinking, I was thinking China or Russia for that. Completely different terrain. And then I was surprised at the end when I saw the terrain. I was like, oh, we weren't going for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we'll talk about that later. But like, essentially. The, the, he needs to train these six fighters to accomplish this mission. They have uh, no dogfighting uh, experience, and that's why he's being brought in. Not only this, it's a highly difficult, highly technical mission yes. with pretty actual, not just low and older, odds. And older planes. Older yes. Planes. So not just, and this is part of why it's not just low odds of success. Um, I mean, it's almost a MacGuffin mission. I mean, it is a MacGuffin mission. Yeah. It's like a video game. But low odds of success and low odds of survival. So even if they succeed in destroying this plant in the highly specific way of having to drop a bomb yeah, in a specific yeah. place very, very specific. on a specific target. Why can't um, we drown this? But okay. Yeah, just or drown it in bombs. But, yeah. you know, that that's what makes the film. Yeah. Um, even if they are able to escape and they don't get uh, shot down by sophisticated missile technology there are dogfighters waiting in the wings that do patrols yes and their planes are much more highly advanced because these people have to use older models in order to accomplish the mission accomplish the mission correct which is also in itself i mean these are all a series of mcguffins screenwriting 101 obstacles exactly obstacles we need obstacles for our characters Uh, so that's not a criticism that's just that's just a descriptor yep um so yeah the stakes are high Takes her high. And actually, and it's fun because they do what they... And, and he has three weeks to do it. And this is what this is what the film... They do a great job here. I mean, this they, they're, they're very aware of the kind of film they're making mm-hmm. because it's not... It, it's twofold stakes because they could have just gone with, oh my God, this is... We have to blow up this uranium plant because this is going to be this nuclear power that rises. But I think they, they, it seems they understood, like, listen, the audience isn't really going to buy that. At least I'm not. I'm not going to go, holy shit, what happens if they get these nuclear powers? Like, uh, okay, whatever, it's the U.S. military. Mm -hmm. But really, the stakes are more, they they lean much more into the fact that, like, the odds of these kids surviving are low. Because if they go over a certain height, the radar will come, they'll get missiled. Get get missiled. You know, there's a lot of things going on where they could die. It's like a bunch of booby traps, essentially, if you think about it. And then at the end of that, you're going to have to go into a dogfight probably because you're blowing shit up. Exactly. So those are really the stakes that the film creates. With the stakes that really the film creates and what makes Maverick care Mm -hmm. and what makes Maverick crucial as an instructor with these kids yes. is being able to teach them how to survive. It's Correct. not just about wh- he's actually not really worried about completing the mission successfully for the sake of the military. He's like, I want to be able to teach these kids so they can get the fuck out of here. Cause I don't want, I don't want these kids to die yes. unnecessarily. And he thinks about that mostly because of what happened to goose and because goose's son is one of these 12 yes. fighter pilots. So he has an, an emotional uh, response to this and he really believes that the, the crux of the story is that he doesn't want Rooster. He knows he feels like he's in a no-win situation with Rooster, where yes, he doesn't want Rooster to die. There's a high chance that Rooster will die in this mission because it's crazy. Yeah, and then, but he also doesn't want to stop Rooster from advancing again because he did it already and it ruined their relationship. Right. So it to him on a personal level, it, he it the stakes are very high for him. Yes. Emotionally. So. And he said, and, and he works. verbalized, it, and it works really well because, really and works. it because it makes sense logically. He's like, listen, if I don't pick him, mm-hmm. he's gonna fucking hate me. Yep, and he's gonna think I didn't pick him so I could save and him. And I don't want to tell him the reason why I didn't choose him. Yes, which makes sense. Okay. And, or two, I do pick him and he dies. Yep, and both those are terrible. Obviously, 
my opinion, first options better than the second option. Yes, yeah. But at the same time, there are military men. Also, not only the military men, if he's an instructor and he wants to put the best people for the job and Rooster happens to be the best, one of the best six, yeah. Yeah. he's got to pick them. Yeah. Because it would actually be irresponsible not to, because then you're putting an, another innocent kid's life who might risk. die. Who might die. Who has and a higher chance of dying because he's exactly, not as good. Or exactly. she is not as good as his um, show. So again, really tight. It's tight screenwriting 101, like you said. Yep. The stakes are tight. The obstacles are tight. The There's character connection, relationships motion. are yep. tight. Um, it's just a, a dynamic concoction of well-crafted elements. Yeah. Um, and it makes for a satisfying story. The, the bits of humor really work. Yeah. Um, it's not over the top either. It's not like uh, Marvel. Uh, like no. The, the scenes I actually thought were actually pretty funny when they had to be funny. Well, they don't. And this is what a lot of movies do now. I mean, the, the Star Wars movies, I think, did this infamously terribly where they would – they often use humor to undercut dramatic tension. Yeah, yeah. They do this – movies do this all the time now. It drives me crazy. Uh, really more, you know, the blockbusters, like the Marvel films, like the Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. And they don't do this here. They, it respects the dramatic mo- moments and it respects the humor that they involve. And yeah. it's never, it's never g- gags. It's never no. uh, over the top. It's never, uh, they don't, you know, even they, they do have a few jokes uh, specifically with Maverick and Iceman about that harken back to the original film, yeah. which all work. Yeah. They all do. It's all really great. Yep. Everything um, works. Um, what else do you want to say? Because, like you said, I don't want to spoil it too much. Yeah, because at this point, just be, only because we, I, just talk- we haven't spoiled it, so I, I feel like why no. should we at this um, point? Was there, there was one and- thing I didn't like. If I don't know, it's not. I don't want to spoil it too much. I didn't like the ending. Ending. I didn't. I didn't like. Um, so the mission happens. I don't want. We don't. Well, I don't want to talk about too much about the. mission. And then there's a mission after the mission. I didn't like. Essentially. That. Oh, really? I, I did. I found. I found that to be the handshake from Django. Really? Yeah, it bothered me. I was like, you had me all. Oh, this. it wasn't as bad as the handshake. No, from but Django. it was bad. I found that, that is I, bad. It didn't ruin the movie for me, but I went like I believed everything, and that happened in this movie. So and did, now we went into we went into. Uh, mirror world so this is where to be fair to you i see what you're saying i like this is so not to spoil it but essentially there's a mission after the mission yeah an inadvertent mission after the mission that is forced upon them and it's highly implausible and it's (laughs) this is where the movie goes from a believable (laughs) well-crafted military action film to oh this is a blockbuster action movie mission impossible it's essentially like a mission impossible mission yeah this was almost it wasn't as bad as indiana jones uh surviving a nuclear bomb in the yeah (laughs) in the refrigerator you're making extreme examples that are (laughs) that are not fair to this movie but it was it was jarring to me i didn't i hated it actually i was like really oh i liked it it was cool to watch don't get me wrong. Highly entertaining to watch, but when it is it, when you juxtapose it to the story that was going on, uh-huh. uh, it's it was like oh fuck. I guess for me, fuck man. I see. I Why'd listen. I see what you're saying. I, that was definitely them saying we need to have something more here. Well, I don't think it was. I think it was more. We need such so just. Uh, I guess no. We don't. You don't. We need. We need to uh, really bring home the story between rooster and yes maverick and this is really their story 
right? Yeah. So that's what that was. But they did it during the mission. I, I, I understand. I think that was all intentional from the get. I don't, I don't think it, it didn't feel tacked on to me. It did. Feel, there's an escalation for sure in plausibility. Oh man, for sure. Um, yeah. But I guess for me, the mission was also so specifically not implausible, but difficult and almost arbitrarily difficult that yeah. that <laughs> yeah. next escalation escalation for me wasn't a bridge too far i'm like well you already did this kind of insanely difficult oh, mission I found that it they to be didn't that you guys <laughs> were able to accomplish and really because Cruz was able to lead the way and you guys kept failing up until that part anyway and then you actually pull it off um so the pull off in the mission after to me was it's an escalation for sure mm -hmm. and it does get into mission impossible territory but it wasn't far enough from from what they just accomplished for me to to pull okay, me out that's of it. fine for you for that, me it was i was like oh fuck <laughs> god damn it i'm telling you i i just god damn it maverick i just think but if when you watch it again uh i just think consider that because listen you might be right maybe when i watch it again I'll oh, i'm gonna watch here, this but, movie a few times yeah i enjoyed this movie. yeah but what i mean is like i think we were so conditioned throughout the film about this first mission mm -hmm. that once it happened you knew exactly how it was gonna go because they've been telling you they literally have yeah. gone through training for it so you're like oh that i buy this but then they mm -hmm. tack it on at the end yeah um this other mission you're like well this is bullshit yeah. that that's my theory because let's say they conditioned you for that inadvertent mission at the end and it went wrong the way that it did mm. um I think you would have bought it. I, I don't think you would have been like, this is stupid. If they were, so basically just to to sort of spoil, if they had a mission about, uh, just to keep it general, they had a mission about sneaking onto the plant yeah. and taking X, Y, and Z, and mm -hmm. they conditioned you to think that that's what they're going to do, I don't mm -hmm. think you would have been like, this is stupid. This is a bridge too far. Mm -hmm. That's that's my thought on it. Because, yeah. because they didn't pre prepare us for that mission, it seems more implausible than the first one yeah. but really when you break it down no, the first I, one's completely implausible you know what i mean <laughs> it's ridiculous it's it's just a ridiculous it's just it's a fucking thing in a canyon in a valley yeah. and i have to go all the way up while i have two thousand pounds yeah jesus it's, it's a little crazy it's yeah. it's nonsense but i bought it and then it, i bought it as a military venture and then we went into uh michael bay a little bit of michael bay territory. yeah it's a little michael bay it's, it's a, a little, little mission bay. impossible it's, i mean it's my it's, it's it's not fast and furious no oh god no it's not it's not the rocks don't... it's not the rocks stopping a nuclear yeah. warhead on the with ice his, with his, his hand. giant hand yeah you know what i mean i still love that scene though <laughs> i mean they, they're ridiculous on purpose so it's a little different oh yeah you know yes to talk about devil, winking and nodding yeah to give the devil their due they know it's stupid so they're being yeah. stupid on purpose absolutely um but I just I, I I don't know I I just think it was I'm like I just watched some insane impossible shit anyway so yeah <laughs> the, the the thing that makes it kind of worse is also well like they kind of, they're doing it by the seat of their pants so yeah. it's it's obviously more implausible for sure yeah. um, um, but also they almost like they they kind of should have lost they, like they get they do get lucky yeah you know what I mean I, actually in a few cases so yeah in um, a few parts of that what uh. Uh, spoiler alert for the people listening. Uh, Maverick, and this isn't really spoiling it. Let's be real. We know going into this movie what certain things are going to happen. <laughs> um, 
uh, Maverick uh, can't just teach. He has to be involved in this mission. <laughs> so I'm not spoiling it too much, I think, of saying that. Uh, it's, but to it's me, it how, makes... I won't say how or why or anything like that. But uh, don't be su- you should be surprised that Maverick wound up being in this mission at all. To be fair, though, they as so, he should have been. Well, this is what I mean. He should have been. The film does a great job where they obviously it's like, well, fucking up. It wasn't just they tag like Maverick's like, okay, Maverick, you're gonna lead this thing now. Like the film really does a great job of building these the story. Mm-hmm. But by the end of it. With all the events that happen, the film is basically screaming at us, you know Maverick has to lead this thing, right? Yes. And the audience is like, yeah, obviously Maverick yeah. has to lead it. Cause it. And they do a good job. I, I have to say they do a good job with it because they make it clear these guys are great fighter pilots. They're not fuck-ups. They're not idiots. The, thing, the problem with them as fighter pilots, though, is that because of technology – they don't have any dogfighting experience, yes, which is which is and which is one of the re- also one yeah. of the things that Tom Cruise has to teach them. So throughout, when he's teaching them how to dogfight, he is kicking everyone's ass right. all the time. <laughs> it's it like is, the difference between it's, it's he's a vi- he's Viper in the first one times a million because yes, he's exactly. just killing these people. <laughs> right, he's just owning them. He's it's owning a, I mean, that is one of the things Maverick actually never loses. <laughs> no, he never loses. <laughs> the fuck, but it works. No, it works because it's because not it's, about that. the The drama is not about him losing the those things. It's about it's about him he, t- teaching them, right? Correct. Because that's essentially, and that's again, that's the story it's telling. Like there's yes. the guy who's there's the boxer mm-hmm. who fights, yeah. and then there are the boxers, and you guys are great boxers, but all you do is. Uh, maybe spar and fight on the heavy bags. You never actually stepped in the ring. Yeah. And I've stepped in the ring, so I'm just my experience and my skills and my demeanor, my calmness and my decision making are all just going to be. They're just going to be better. Yeah. And he has decades of experience where the guy has been flying consistently. That's another yes. thing too. So it all makes sense. The yep. guy hasn't stopped flying. I agree. Yeah. Um, it, it works well. It's not. It doesn't feel like oh god, this old guy's still kicking their ass. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. feel like that at all. Because he didn't just step off the mat. It's, I mean, it's step, it's, step out it's of, still a little bit like oh god, they can't give somebody like even Rooster. Like they couldn't give Rooster one kill at least something. Right. But no, yeah. you know yeah. whatever. It is what it is. Um, but it actually yeah. adds to the to the drama because the thing is like, well, these kids can't beat him, and then they're expected to win this mission. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. He Although needs, he needs to be in this mission. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just about to give an example, but let me let's just maybe not say there. There is a point where was it Rooster or Hangman? One of them like could have beaten Cruz, and they didn't take their shot. I think it was Rooster. It was Rooster. Rooster didn't take the shot, and and he could have and. Hangman was one. There was an, also another scene where it was close that Hangman also was, could have done. Well, something. well, he was close, but the thing is, because he was su- he's such a selfish asshole, he ruined the chance for both his team and himself. And Maverick was able to kill. Right. Him. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, uh, th- so even the way they lose in some of the cases, they made a few of them realistic. Where yeah. it's like, well, if the kids were actually smarter or better or more experienced, they would have beaten him in this situation. Yeah. Can we talk about those flying scenes? By the way, though, excellent. Oh, they're so good, dude. This shit, is why I want. This is why shit I was. They were doing like yeah. the flying, how they, how they were just fucking going into there, and then the inverting, and oh my god, yeah, it was awesome. It was wild. That was, was wild awesome. to watch. I was so happy because I, I really wanted to watch this in theaters Oof. because, and I was upset going away to agree. I'm like, fuck, it's gonna be out of theaters by the time it's I get back, in. and it's still in, dude. It's still in, man. Saw it in big, ter- fucking big on a uh, big screen on a. Uh, uh, in the fucking recliners. Yeah, yeah. AMC. It was and, great. and people there was there were a good number of people in the theater still. I saw it yesterday at noon. Mm-hmm. By the way, everyone should do it be, uh, when you have a shot. If you're off from work or whatever, go to a movie theater at noon because it only costs you twelve bucks. Yeah, well, that's part of why it was popular. Mine too. I Loved went it. at three o'clock. It was it was thirty yeah. percent off, thirteen yeah. bucks. And 
uh, there were s- like ten people with me. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, so there was more than ten actually. That's there was good. there was. That's my really role was o- my row was almost full. It was me, Tina. It was like six of us in one row. Okay, wow. Yeah, I, I, and there were and a lot of people behind me. Yeah, a lot of people behind me too. A lot of people behind. No, me. yeah, there was at least fifteen people in that theater. Wow. Okay. okay. And it was this a recliner. This movie's making money. Yeah, it was the the AMC recliner seat, so yeah. the theater's smaller. Yeah. Right. So. Um, anything else? Uh, do you want to talk about this movie? I mean, I guess we didn't. I mean, we were kind of. Uh, I mean, you gave your criticism. I'm trying to think. That was my major criticism. I liked. It. I I just didn't like that. I, re- I really didn't like it. But other than that, I think this is a a great movie. It's it's kind of here. You've talked about Roger Ebert with me and how he scaled movies uh, before, and um, I wound up going through a hole uh, just reading stuff. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Jackie Chan's uh, Rumble in the Bronx? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I watched that movie so many times as a kid. I really loved it and uh-huh. enjoyed it. Um, Roger Ebert gave that movie three out of four stars. Uh-huh. And he wrote, um, you can't go into this movie thinking about the plot. You can't go into thinking mm-hmm. about the dialogue or the acting. You have to go in to watch the physical charisma of Jackie Chan doing what he does because it's like watching uh, Fred Astaire Gene, yes. Gene Kelly, Buster Keaton, the physical charisma of what he's able to do because it's genius. And I, in a, it, this is a much better version than Rumble, Rumble in the Bronx, but I kind of view Top Gun Maverick in the same way where we're not watching Citizen Kane. We're not watching any of this stuff, but it's so well done. And the Tom Cruise's charisma is off the charts. Yeah, and there's a lot just, of charismatic actors in this really film. It's a really well-made too. movie. It's just, it's just yeah. really good. You yeah, know? it's just a. Again, it's what it I enough. told you when you asked before you saw it. I was like, it's just a really well crafted, yeah. old school action film. Yeah, using using that's intelligent new school it tricks. It, it doesn't, and it also it doesn't pander to you. It respects its audience. It respects its audience. That's and what that's a lot important. of the, That's what a lot of these. Uh, this, Again, my criticism before of these, this winking and nodding and this icon hero worship like the new Star Wars movies do, did, mm-hmm. like Indiana Jones does, like these sequels now that they come out with years later um, that basically patronizes the audience. Like, oh, this is what you guys want to see, right? Look, yeah. it's your favorite heroes being heroes and we're going to give you what we think you want. Yeah. Whereas this one's like, no, you're along for the ride and we respect you and we're going to tell a great story using yeah. this uh, great character. Um. I guess before we finish this movie, uh, I guess let's talk about I guess some of the actors and acting, just because uh-huh. you know there's quite a few. Yeah. Uh, I'll, let's start off with Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer's in it for a scene. Yeah. And, um, you could tell Val Kilmer was thrilled doing that scene. In my yeah, opinion, he I was agree. thrilled. He got a chance to act. Maybe probably the last time he might do something. Mm-hmm. Uh. Because have you seen Val on Amazon, the documentary? No, but I know about so if people. Very good. Yeah, I recommend it. Is it sad? I mean, is it? It, It's sad and also uh, very empowering. He yeah. He's kind of a. He's a weird. I don't want to say weird guy. Um, He's a weird guy. He's. I mean, he's been known to be a weird guy. I I don't mean that. I think he was critical thing to say, but. I think he was misunderstood by a lot of people because. I mean, there he was, was known for being difficult on set and things from like that. some people, but there's other people who, who love him. Who loved him. They talk about this in that documentary. Yeah, 
Oh, so cool. like it was, it was it really too. much. It was like he was a love him or hate him personality, yeah. and that was that's the way it worked out. And like, but like you could tell, his his sickness has kind of humbled him a little bit, uh-huh. and made him just a nicer person and right. a better person. And you could tell while you were watching this this movie, he's in it for a scene. Um, it was it was very touching. And it was. You, and it was you a could, beautiful scene. Yes, yeah. and you could tell like he was grateful for doing that. Yeah, and. You know, he also just—I I feel sad, but he kind of looks—he looks like John Voidish a little bit, yeah, because of the sickness. So he's just like—he didn't look old. Like when we saw what uh, Bad Lieutenant with Nick Cage, he uh-huh. was still robust, right, and all that stuff. And now he just—you know—well, he got throat. So yeah, people don't know he got—he got throat cancer and he had his larynx removed. Yeah, he really muscled out those lines of dialogue. I think uh, I actually he didn't do that. No, so I read up on. Because I know he can say things. It's very soft, though. So appara- usually he communicates through the computer. Apparently, yeah. So apparently he gave uh, an archive. I read it. It might have been on the. It might have been on his Wikipedia because I was looking it up after I watched the film. Okay. Um, he gave an archive to like this uh, en- sound engineer, and they made an archive of his voice. Oh, so like all so they these did the voiceover same thing from recordings. like his computer then. Cause that's yeah, how so they made so they they made a voiceover okay. composite based on archive recordings of his so voice. So he mouthed the words then. I think probably. he mouthed it. Because he can he can still speak. It's just Maybe it's I'm a, wrong. Maybe he no, did you're mouth probably it right. Film. You're probably right because I've heard him speak and it's it just, sounds different. It's it's very it's just very low and like yeah, very yeah. whispery and because I mean it was in the film though. Maybe he did actually speak. You never know. No, well, actually, you, well, this is why I don't think he did. Uh, I read on that same section that they used a composite for Top Gun Maverick. Okay. Actually, okay, but yeah, um, I was touched by that scene. It was it was great to see Val in it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed that he looked like he really like it meant something to him. You could really tell that yeah. actually, and it's that's you that also helps the with love the scene. in the scene. You the chemistry the in the scene for sure. So, okay, so I'm reading it right now. This yeah. is um, Kilmer worked with Sonatic, a London-based software company, to digitally recreate his voice using AI technology and archived audio recordings of his voice. Wow. Over 40 vocal models were generated to find the closest match, which was fine-tuned for its use in the 2022 film Top Gun Maverick. Wow. Okay. All right. So, but yeah, good for him. I'll, good I'll for watch him. that then. I know I know it came out and it was well-regarded. Yeah, it's good. I, I mean, I, I loved – I mean, he was uh, – I think he's an excellent actor. He can be. There were some yeah. movies. And he's, well, he goes over the top. He, yeah. he could chew stuff, but I, I think he's had some great performances. Um, for sure. Uh, w- let's talk about, I guess, Miles Teller. The, the thirst trap. Yeah. Miles Teller. <laughs> thirst trap. The woman, the female thirst trap, which in, in Greece, I was getting uh, yelled at by our friends. They were calling me every, a hater. Every girl thinks he's hot, man. I mean, listen. No, I'm talking about the guys. Oh, yeah. They're like, really? you're a hater. I'm like, I'm not a hater. I've said many times I find such and such attractive. I don't care about that. I don't find I don't find Miles Teller Listen, attractive. I think, yeah, I didn't. I don't mean the shit on the kid. I mean he's <laughs> fine looking. He's just all, I just he's jacked he, now. I'll say that much. Yeah. Well, he's on the Hollywood diet. Yes, yes, he of, is. Uh, pills, he sure pills is. and pills and needles. I mean they yeah, all are. Which is it's fine. A, it's fine. They yeah. Do what you got to do. He looks completely different though from uh, Whiplash. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, well, is. they they do dye his. They give him some blonde uh, highlights to match the kid from the first yep. one. Yep. Um, he actually doesn't. He doesn't talk that much in the film. Actually, he doesn't have that much dialogue. Like if if you think about how many scenes he has, where like he's one on one with Cruz, or he's one on one in extended dialogue scenes, yeah, there's it's only not a few. A, there's not a lot. 
Yeah, and they don't um, last that long either. Yeah, so he's he's good. He's fine. He's all right. Though. I think yeah. he's. I actually, you know, I was hating on his looks and stuff like that, but I think he's actually not a bad actor. Um, he's had some don't... bombs, but um, yeah, he can be very like he's excellent on Whiplash. I mean, that's a great movie. So, yeah. but J.K. Um, Simmons blows him out in every scene though yeah but jk simmons also has this the media role yeah i, I you know, know he has the more like, showy role you know, but um it's not yeah i think teller is no, not no, a bad actor like a hater but he's fine <laughs> he's i just don't bad. i just don't understand why he's oh man so i i don't know what deal he's got a great team women love him that's now, all man. i'm gonna say it's, it's he's got a great team uh, not to say he's bad there's nothing pete davidson bad, level yeah of a team right there yeah exactly it's a pete davidson team um because you know he ain't Pacino. No. He ain't De Niro. So, like... Uh, and he ain't Brad Pitt. And he ain't Brad Pitt. Nope. He ain't Glenn Howell, the kid who plays Hangman. Glenn I'm Howell's like, a good-looking guy. Yeah, I'm like, I know why you're famous. Yeah, because that's a handsome man you know right mean? there. Kind of douchey handsome, but still, yeah, he, you're a handsome a guy. Douchey smile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's smile. That, that smile, I just wanted to punch him in the face. Yeah. That was a that that's hateable help face. Him roles, though. He's going to be he's oh, going to be the bad that's, boy that's for a, a while. That's a Homelander face right oh, there. Oh, for sure. That's Homelander's son right there. asshole. Um... You know, we're, I'll talk about looks because I'm an asshole. Uh, Jennifer Connelly looks good. She looks gorgeous. How She's old always is she looking. now? Gosh, let's look right now. Because we, I mean, we talked about this when we were in high school. We we're like, yeah, we like Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. She's a little too skinny now, but she yeah, is she's ho- again Hollywood skinny man. She's 51. Yeah, looks Oof. great. My and girl, is, and and she does great job in the film. I mean, it's a it's a nice she's little not in it love much, story, but, yeah. but she's you know it's better than the love story we got in the original Top Gun. Way better. That yeah. is a huge improvement. Yeah, but also because Jennifer Connelly is a excellent actress. Yes, she is very good actress. So yeah, she for can sure. Do this, even though she probably doesn't like Tom Cruise in real life. She, you think so? Well, you you know what I mean. Like it's probably like okay, right? Yeah, it's a move. It's whatever. A, it's a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. Like Could you be. still buy it because she is a professional, really good actress. Yeah, you know. Um, John Hamm. Whenever I love John Hamm. Yeah, he does, you know, he's, he's good. His little he's good into what he does. I'm re I'm rewatching Mad Men right now. With okay, actually, we're blowing through it. Um, okay. And uh, it's funny. I His don't, movie roles don't do justice for that. That's what I'm saying. So, like, thing is, like, I've had I've seen a few movies, and I'm like not impressed by him. And I'm like, is it the role? Is it like he? I feel like he's been doing comedy too much lately. And um, I, I remember I was gonna re, and so like I've been disappointed. And so I'm like, I'm gonna rewatch. I wanted to rewatch Mad Men for a while, and I told Tino, I was like, and I remember thinking, like, damn, John Hamm. Like, I wonder if he's not gonna be as good as I remember him. Yeah. And he's excellent in that yeah. man. He's so good. He's pitch perfect. He's, he's a, so good in that role. And yeah. I'm like, no, he's talented as fucking hell. He's just, you know, he hasn't he's had been lately kind. the roles I've seen him in anyway. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I don't know. I guess it's just the roles. I don't know. It's because I thought he did a good job in this. It's so he usually plays like a lesser version of Don Draper, and it's but it's usually in an authori- authoritarian role. So right. He's like he's which makes sense. He, he yeah. looks the part. He's an asshole cop in the town. And he's good. In I the thought town. he. I thought he did really. I liked him in the town. He's, the a good, lot. he's good in the town. But I'm saying yeah. this in a lot of ways. Watching Top Gun Maverick, the character there's similar traits uh, yes. between a lot of these kind of roles he's been taking in film. And then uh, ever ever since uh, the stunt casting in Bridesmaids with the comedy, that's because it, it works. Set off because yeah, it, it works because we knew him as Mad Men and we knew all that stuff. And he's a very charismatic man. Yeah. So it's, he's able to pull that off, but he's been doing like a version uh, on the other side. He's been doing a version of that same character for a few years now. 
And yeah, and I'm sick. It's kind of, of it. a it's kind of a waste of his talent. Um, but he was fine in this movie. He was good for what you know. Again, I, I mean, it's a small. I mean, yeah. like I, I bought him as the asshole. He's good yeah, at being exactly. He's, he's good at being an asshole. He's right. good at being the the guy uh, that you want to root against. Yes, you know he's very good at that. Um, yeah, yeah, small role. It's like Ed Harris does a does a really good job with the role he's given. But you know, <laughs> I can't believe he's that. in and out, man. I don't understand that. But whatever, you know what? I, we can't go too much into that because I'll just be like, this. Uh, we, it was weird. Yeah. Um, I'd never heard of Glenn Powell before this movie. No, I don't. I don't know. Um, this this will be obviously his. Uh, he's gonna be breakout. He's gonna be in movies. Yeah, he's, for sure. He's gonna be in movies. Um, I found a new crush in this he'll, movie. He'll find uh, he'll find uh, a superhero to play soon. Oh yeah, wait yeah. wait for it. Yeah, uh, who the uh, fight, female oh, yeah. fighter pilot? Monica Barbaro. Yeah, Look I, at, oof. I have no idea who she was. Beautiful. No idea who she was. I don't know what has changed in my life. But remember in um, <laughs> remember in uh, a few good men when uh, Jack Nicholson's like nothing sexier than seeing a woman in uniform. Oh, is like, that is that your thing now? Well, now. I'm watching in this movie and I'm thinking now I know why women like firefighters, construction right. workers, cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand it because I'm seeing her in this tight yeah. Navy uh, fighter, fire, fire pilot uh, uniform. I'm just like, yeah, that girl. That yeah, it's turning is, you on. That girl is very attractive. Right. <laughs> but, and like they did sense of authority. It's a sense of confidence. And they don't. And but the thing is, they don't fucking glamorize her in the no. movie either. No, She's no. got the tight hair bun. So not again, a lot movie, of makeup this movie respects its own yeah, story because in We're other movies gonna, she would come in look the hair like is all out denise richards playing the scientist in in uh the world what was yeah, it, james oh, Bond world's movie? not enough oh yeah world's not enough yeah, yeah right okay caking her up with makeup and yeah. she's supposed to be a, a research scientist yeah exactly no this like, come on this dude. girl does not look anything like that and no they don't do that we made fun of lola bunny how they kind of uh masculine lola bunny for the new space jam movie Oh, did we, you, that wasn't with me, was it? Oh, yeah, you told me about well, it. I the, even yeah, but also the guys, like we're like yes, how yeah. they, they gave her the shorts. She's not yeah. as voluptuous, and they they did it with her, this girl too in Top Gun with the the football scene. Like she's wearing baggy shorts and like it's not right. a glamorous well, bikini. They're doing they they're it's realistic. It like they're con well, they're also consciously being like we're not going to sexualize this woman it's not yeah, what this but movie it's, is but it's also but it's not insulting its audience by doing that it tracks right. no no yeah, tracks. yeah i agree and you still find her attractive as she looks like that yes but yeah sure. uh she's uh we're reaching aubrey uh plaza levels with me now oh with her oh yeah man this girl was oof. just from the, has she been in it have you seen her in anything else i don't know let's look her up i haven't now. she's uh 31 okay our age yeah our age yeah uh Cora Vasquez in The Good Cop? I don't even I have no idea what The Good Cop is. Uh, is a show. A Josh Groban Tony Danza miniseries. Okay. So this is her uh this first is her, role. This is her breakout role. Yeah. yeah. So they're using uh they female ingenue and the uh, the budding movie star. Yeah, it, you know, they're giving new guys a chance. Yeah. And that's good. That's a good thing. Nothing hopefully their careers you know, go up well, also here. knowing Cruz, he's not going to have anybody in there that's bigger than him, or is that size. You know what I mean? Oh no! The last time he's done that was what uh, Lion for Wolves when he did the movie with Redford and Streep. He was the oh, was that he the was last supporting one? actor? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, he was the supporting. That was like yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah, and that's yeah, very long right. time. Ago. What was the last movie he's done where he was a supporting actor? Magnolia before that. 
Yeah, which is his best performance. And he's never done a movie. It's not like he does he does twofers either, where it's top. It's like you know, like in the old Hollywood movies, like Kirk Douglas and Burt yeah, Lancaster exactly. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you the know. buddy cop films. Yeah, and or all like that shit. the professionals: Lee Marvin, Burt uh, Lancaster, Robert Ryan, right. Claudia Cardinale in. You know, there's nothing. Yeah, but Tom it's, Cruise is like, this is my fucking show. It's Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's the Tom Cruise show. <laughs> Thank you, is. guys. Welcome to my movie. Yeah. We used real fire jets. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, yeah. Ooh, sorry, Ed. Uh, who's a good, yo- uh, good young and up-and-coming actor? Oh, uh, Chris Hemsworth? No, we can't use him. Um, Spider-Man. No, no, no. no we're not, no, we're not no, using no. Spider-Man. Uh, how about such and such? No, 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 no. Miles Teller. Yeah. Uh, so we got Ed Harris on board. Yeah, he could come in for he, one scene. He could come. <laughs> I'm giving him one. Okay. We can use Jennifer Connelly. Okay, that's fine. Supporting actress Oscar. Yeah. Does it have a lead actress Oscar? <laughs> no? Okay, she can fit right into the supporting role. Yeah. Fits perfectly. We'll send out the <laughs> send out the feelers. Even with Mission Impossible. Yeah. Who's the biggest one? I mean, he brings... Alan Baldwin and Jeremy Renner. I was about to say and Jeremy Renner. Renner, but Renner like... worked for that, but... It was very clear in those movies. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we're, we are talking about other movie stars. So I guess uh, at the same time, are other movie stars going to take... I mean, Henry Cavill was Superman and he did fall out. But, you know. Yeah. I don't know. We could be guessing. I mean, maybe not... You know, it's... Uh, you, listen, you're not going to get Brad Pitt for a supporting role like that. Right? So... No. I think the only time you'll ever see Tom Cruise ever again in a supporting role is if he does a movie like the Robert Redford movie where Redford hired him. Where Redford yeah. said, yeah, exactly. I'm producing it. Like a I'm stunt casting it. almost, like an extended stunt cameo. Like yeah. uh, like, if, like, like Tropic Thunder. Yeah, or if, yeah, exactly. Okay, that's great. Yes, that, and that worked, and it was great. Yeah, he's or, great. Yeah. Or if like Tarantino ever came, or someone like a Tarantino came up to him, or like right. a P.T. Well, like Anderson. Well, like P.T. Anderson. I mean, exactly. he, never did, he never did supporting roles. P.T. Exactly. Anderson, how many supporting roles did he do before Magnolia? I mean, none. Yeah. Once he became a movie that's, star, he was a movie star. Yeah. That's the only time you'll get some, like some crazy auteur yeah. Scorsese. Because he wanted the Oscar. And, and he's excellent at Magnolia. Should have won that Oscar. He is excellent in that film. Yeah. He's never going to win an Oscar. Fucking Hollywood hates him. I don't think he ever will. He had yeah. a, He could have for Born on the Fourth of July, and they said, nope, Daniel D. Lewis. Yeah. Ah, well, Daniel should have won. Yeah, but it, I looked this up. That year is stacked. Every, is it? Yeah. Every performance is amazing. Right. So it's not. It's one of those years where not you could be like, okay, that was his. That was his. My left foot year, right? My left foot. Yeah. So they're like, that's that's the my left foot. So in a stacked year, how do you uh, how do you separate yourself? Because Born the Fourth of July was the favorite to win the Best Picture Oscar and it won Best Director. Really? Yeah. Oliver Stone won Best Director. Wow, he won for Born the Fourth of that's, July. That's the movie that Driving Miss Daisy won that year. Oh, what a! Oh, so that was. 89 yeah that was in the 90 oscars yeah so you had morgan freeman you uh-huh. had daniel well, lewis that's the whole famous thing where they gave it to it because they wouldn't give it to do the right thing yeah right that's the whole controversy which yeah. is which is an excellent film i mean drive i've never seen driving miss daisy i don't plan on watching. it's all right it's not a bad movie it's a good film yeah nowhere near as good as do the right thing but no. then you had uh robin williams with dead poet society Oh wow! It's a good. It's a very good. Yeah. So it's just one of those years. But uh, that Great was his, probably his best shot. And then he probably should have won for Magnolia, and they didn't do it. No. And so yeah, he's. I don't even think he's gonna get nominated again. It's like Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah, he might. You never know. But yeah, he's also just a behemoth. I mean, yeah. How would you know? They they are they're um, what's it called? They're uh, uh, bitter and cynical, and they're uh, yeah. Well, you know, if Tom Cruise does the, a version like, of uh, King Richard, 
Right. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it. Then. Well, no, it's a little different. Well, it, it's the whole thing where it's like you're going to be a producer and a movie star and have your own studio and create all your own projects and yeah. get all the money yeah. and uh, the power and you're going to get the accolades on top. Go fuck yourself. That's yeah. sort of the attitude. OK. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're a you're, lot of times. You're, you're you know right. what I mean? He does everything. The only thing you know? that's missing is him directing it and writing it on creditly. Yeah, on, on he's not going to do that, though. He's just not no. that guy. He, he obviously is not interested. It's not his thing. No. He probably reviews the shot and says, okay. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> okay. He ain't giving works. anybody final cut. No, no. Uh, any uh, parting words other than watch Top Gun Maverick because I recommend it. What, what was recommend. Your, what's your score? What's your score? Uh, do you have one first? I actually didn't I, think I, about it. I... I'm going to say, like, 81. This was a good movie. This was fun. I'm thinking 89. Okay. It was a, it was a I fun mean, when movie. I mean, in the context of what it was trying to accomplish, it kind of hit everything. I'm just feeling 89. Okay. It Which was... I think, it, it, w w my estimation, is an excellent score. Yeah. This was a great movie. It was fun. Once you're getting to the 90s for me, we're, we're getting masterpiece now. Yeah. So. <laughs> but it's, so it's not that, but yeah, it's a very, very, very good film. Yes. Um, so you can find... Uh, the Flicky Podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. You can email us at flickypodcast at gmail.com for any suggestions. Um, anything else other than watch um, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1? Dead Reckoning. Year. If you haven't that seen that the Mission Impossible series, <laughs> go through it. I don't. You can actually skip the first three. You don't, um, I, I know if, to get to, to know what this first one, cause you've seen in the trailer, there's a, the, there's an important thing that happens in the first one that they call back in the trailer. Oh, okay. In the newest one. Yes. Oh, let's talk about the series in general. Remember, remember how they have him talking in the beginning of the trailer? He's like, you can make a choice. Yeah. The next, that guy has a, kind of a similar scene in the first one. Oh, I don't, I saw the first one so long ago. So yeah. I'll rewatch it. Rewatch um, it. It's good. But, uh, watch the Mission Impossible series. Skip the second one. Skip then. the second one for sure. And watch them all. If you haven't seen them all the way up to Fallout, Fallout, in my opinion, just again, as a pure action movie, mm -hmm. is one of the best action movies to come out in the last 15 years, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just really well made. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, watch Top Gun Maverick. See it in theaters if you can. If you haven't, mm -hmm. if you have, go watch it again. Mm -hmm. We did a good movie this week. Yeah. Look at Which that. was on purpose. Yeah, yeah, we did yeah. a good movie for once. We'll Look switch it that. up. We'll switch it up from time to time. Um, I have a I have a thought for uh, our next episode. Okay. I want to do Field of Dreams. Okay. And there's two reasons. For I've that. never seen it. Okay. I don't know. It should be on Peacock. Or I have. Have but. I seen it? Yeah, I think no. I don't think I have. Maybe when I was a kid, I don't remember it, so it doesn't matter. So there's two things about this, about Field of Dreams. One reason. Uh, you know, because I, I I tend to start thinking I agree with you. Uh, f the Field of Dreams game is going to be on Fox, I think, in a few days. So okay. So that'll be in everyone's mind. Um, Watch baseball, because I would have no idea. Yeah. Um, I mean, I it, it got good ratings last year. Right. Um, so hopefully it gets good ratings this year. But I have opinions on that game. We'll You'll have to explain that next podcast. I'll, I'll explain is. it. Um, and then I think... Um, so there's an idiom, right, that we know, but I will say it to the audience. You can make a bad film out of a good script, but you can't make a good film out of a bad script. Right. I, with the sole exception, yeah, which is a famous one that proved the exception that proves the rule. Mm -hmm. uh, 
which almost no script, which was Gladiator. Okay. So that's, that's a story. <laughs> For, if people don't know that story, uh, look it up. It's quite fun. <laughs> okay. Noted. Um, uh, I think this. But yes, I absolutely yes. agree with that. Idiom. I think I think this idiom holds true uh, with this. I think it's a good script. That's not a good movie. Feel the dreams. Yeah. I thought you liked Feel the Dreams. No. Oh, you don't? No, I've seen it a couple of times. Um, I think it's a very, I think it's an excellent story that uh, is completely hampered by not good direction. Huh. Pretty poor dialogue, which we, people have to realize. Don't get too much into it because yeah, we'll, we'll okay. save but, this for next week. I'll say, but dialogue is not story. People confuse the two. Uh-huh. Totally different stuff. For sure. And uh, the acting. is. <laughs> So, uh, but we'll talk about that. And I think you will wind up agreeing that the story is very, very good, but the movie lacks. So okay. I would like to do Field of Dreams if that's okay with that's you. That's solid. That All sounds right. great to me. It's a good, good theme. Uh, haven't seen it or don't remember it, so it'll yeah. be new for me. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun. All right. Okay. That's it. Bye. Till next time. Bye.